With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? It's Chris Mannix, and welcome to a special bonus episode of the Vertical Podcast. My guest today, Detroit Pistons center Andre Drummond, who talks about the art of rebounding, or lack of art, and the influence Stan Van Gundy has had on his career. That's next on the Vertical Podcast with Chris Mannix. Yahoo Sports presents the Vertical Podcast with Chris Mannix. Powered by digital media. Find your voice. And now, your host, Chris Mannix. He's uh, Andre Drummond, Detroit Pistons All-Star Center, and Andre joins me here on the podcast. Best rebounder you ever played against, Andre? Best rebounder I ever played against. Ever played against. It's that hard? By far and away, you're the better rebounder than everybody? <laughs> I mean, I've been a number show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me ask you. Uh, let me ask you a different I'll probably, way. I say Hassan Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside. Why him? Uh, he's just as aggressive as I am, and uh, you know he he doesn't stop going after it. I mean, he just he tries to chase it down. Let me ask it a different way. Is there a a best box out guy in the NBA? Uh, everybody's entire team. <laughs> that's what it takes. I mean, that's what it's, I mean, that's what it's really starting to come down to. You know, I'm usually getting three or four guys boxing me out now instead of just one. Have you ever had four guys? Box you up? I have. What was that game? Probably every other game sometimes. <laughs> All four guys? Yeah, if they're, if they're down there. But usually it's uh, the three or four and the five that usually come and find me. What do you do in that situation? Do you just try to fight through it? I mean, when it's four guys, do you back off? I mean, what do you do? No, I, I mean, for me, I just I, I kind of power through them where I just find a, find a gap to where I can just run right through it and go grab the ball. Do you set a rebounding goal for yourself every night? I do. What's that? You know, I try to get 10 uh, in the first quarter to get myself going. 10 in the first quarter? Yeah. And then? After that, kind of just it comes from there. I mean, how many times have you have you met that goal in the regular season? Uh, quite a few times, actually. Offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds, doesn't matter? 
Yeah, I mean more more defensive rebounds. I kind of I'm the the anchor for our defense. I'm usually the one that's still down there. Who, who's someone that you learned something about rebounding from, either playing against or talking to? Uh, for me, it was just watching the game and just watching guys. I mean, just a lot of centers who who go after rebounds and like. You know, what I've learned over time is the more times you go, the more times you come up with the ball. So I kind of just try to go every time to try to grab the ball. Is rebounding, is it fun? For me, it is. I try to set myself apart from everybody else. Everybody kind of wants to be a scorer out there. I mean, all, all kids growing up want to be scorers. You have made a definite mark for yourself by being just a ridiculous rebounder. Is has it? I mean, when did it become enjoyable for you? Uh... I mean, it's always been fun for me because uh, it's what really got me started, you know, grabbing offensive rebounds and tipping it in my rookie year, how I really started scoring before I I uh, became a post player. You know, it it was one of the first things I started doing was rebounding the ball and trying to to put it back in the basket or trying to grab as many as I can within the time I got my rookie year. What has Stan Van Gundy told you about, about your rebounding? He said I needed to be the most dominant rebounder to ever play. How'd you take that? I took it in, and you know it's one of one of the goals I have on my list. What else is on your list? To be in the playoffs and try to win a championship. Any uh, other individual goals? Uh, well, try to win the most improved player this year, and just continue to continue to be better. Man, really, that's really it. You know, coming up, reading stuff about you. I mean, a lot of people know your story, some don't. But you know, you weren't always the most physical guy, were you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? You know, for me, I kind of, like in high school, I kind of had it. Kinda, I was always bigger than everybody else, so I didn't really have to play as physical until I got to the same time as more when I was playing against guys that were older than me, which is kind of where the physicality started building for me. Were you comfortable being physical with other players? At first, no, but, you know, over time, you know, being hit so much, it's like, you know, I'm not going to keep taking this. I got to start delivering blows myself. So, you know, over time, I've become more and more physical and more and more aggressive on both ends of the floor, and, and now it's just uh, second nature. What's the hardest that somebody banged you? Man, uh, I, I wouldn't even be able to tell you. I, I get hit quite a bit, so there's no real one time that stood out. Do you get used to it? Yeah. You know, now, now it's just like, you know, it's not another day. <laughs> another day in the office getting beat up. Part of your story is that your, your uncle... He was pretty tough on you, wasn't he? Yeah. You know, my mom, my uncle are always on me, you know, about uh, being tough, being tough in the pain, being being a tough player and not being soft and too big to try to shy away from contact. So, you know, over time it kind of stuck with me and I've become a physical player. Was your uncle, was he verbally tough with, with just sort of saying stuff? You got to be meaner, you got to be stronger. Was it like that or, or yeah, something Yeah, I mean, he, he, would, he, would, he would pull me aside from time to time and, you know, he would tell me, tell me not to be soft. You know, I'm, I'm too much of a good player to be playing soft. When he first started saying that to you, what was your first reaction? Man, went through one ear and out the other. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're when you're a kid, you think you're always doing something right, so you don't really pay attention to you know what somebody's saying. But you know, over time and over as the years went on, and I got more mature, you know what he was saying is he's starting to stick with me. You were kind of a late bloomer in the basketball game. When did basketball? <laughs> kind of click for you? I my, my sophomore year of high school, you know, I've always loved the game, but I was never, never good, you know. My mom used to tell me when I was a kid, she would call my games comedy hour. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, she would come to my games just to see me, and I would, I'd fall all over the place. It was, just, it was just bad. How bad were you? 
I don't even think I can put words into it. <laughs> Were you taking two-handed I mean, shots? I'd be on the floor every other possession. On the floor? Uh, on the floor. <laughs> and what was it that made the game click? Like, what was it just playing time? And what was it that made the game sort of work for you? Over time, my body matured, and my body kind of just picked up for me. And then when I found found my step, a whole different, whole different beast after that. You said your mother called it comedy art, but was she supportive of, of your pursuit of the game? I mean, you're a big guy, of and course. obviously, yeah. She knew I loved the game, and I... I've always played hard, so she always made sure I stuck with it and, and, and did my thing. And over time, I've got I've gotten better, and now you know, look where I'm at now. Did you play other sports growing up? Uh, I mean, I tried to play everything, but basketball was my main sport. What kind of football player were you? Uh, that also was comedy hours. But <laughs> <laughs> How bad? <laughs> I mean, I didn't really play that much when I did get in. I mean, this, I have one memory. You know, it was uh. I was playing in the JV game, and there was like 15 seconds left, and they they put me in the game. We were down by, I think we were down by a touchdown, and they ran, they ran a fade route for me, and they threw me the ball, and I caught, I jumped and caught it, and then I I kicked the ball out of my hands with my foot, <laughs> like I was like open, like I by myself, and after that day, I just stopped playing. Football. Yeah, was that was that the day the football dream died? <laughs> yeah, that was when it ended for me. I was like, you know, it's time for me to to refocus my my energy somewhere else. Your first year in the NBA, I mean, not bad. Eight points, eight rebounds, about 20 minutes per game. But, I mean, what was the game like for you as a rookie in the NBA? You know, it was a, a drink control for me. You know, I've worked so hard to get to this point. And, you know, when I stepped foot on the floor for the first time, you know, I felt like I belonged. You know, I put a lot of work into my game, a lot of a lot of sacrifices, you know, a lot of hard work. And, you know, when I finally got to be on that floor, it just – was a sign of relief. Was the physicality of the NBA? I mean, how big an adjustment was that for you? Uh, it was it was a huge difference, really huge difference. You know, being a kid coming in at seventeen, eighteen years old, playing these guys who are twenty plus, thirty years old guys who've been in the league for years, and you know, just trying to match their physicality was was really tough for me. So over time, I've you know, uh, I started to adjust to it. Was it just adjusting, or did you try to add weight? Did you try to add muscle? I mean, what was the? Yeah, I mean, I was I was a fairly skinny kid at, when I came in, but I added added weight, and I you know became a little more physical. And I started putting muscle on. By the end of that year, how much more comfortable were you with the NBA? Man, it was it was a great year for me. You know, even though we we had a losing season, but it was a a good a good marking point for me to see where I was at with my game, what I needed to work on in the summertime. So. I felt comfortable with how I played, but I knew I had room for, room for improvement. You had a few coaches in your first few years, Lawrence Frank, Mo Cheeks, uh, John Lawyer at yeah. the end, and then before SVG comes in. I mean, w- was that tough to kind of rotate through coaches, and, and why was it tough if it was? Yeah, because, you know, after every year, I didn't know who, who my coach was going to be. You know, I, I never understood the business and how it went, that your coach could be fired at any given time, and <laughs> you got to get adjusted to somebody new, so... You know, when it happened to me, you know, one time and two times and three times, and then now I have a new coach now, it's like, man, you know, this is a, it's a tough business. But, you know, you got to become really good at adjusting and, and starting to figure out your new assignments. Did each coach, do they want to do something different with you? Uh, no, every coach is pretty pretty similar. I think Stana was probably the only different coach that I had. But my other, my first first three were pretty much the same. What made Stan different? So you gave me the ball. <laughs> That's all it takes, right? Just give me the ball. No, I mean, you know, so I put a lot of work in, in the summertime to work on my game to be, uh, be a good post player. So, you know, it's time to 
started to show us and we started to run plays to me and I started to produce. You, you knew, obviously, what Stan had done in Orlando with Dwight and, and how successful those teams were. Did, did he bring up Dwight Howard in his first year with you and and how no. that he put him together? Not at all. You know, we're a different team. You know, he, he understands that, that that type of basketball isn't really really how this game is anymore. So, you know, he's done a good job of putting shooters around me to really work. Does it feel like, I mean, even now, you guys acquire a guy like Tobias, who's a shooter, and you, like you said, you're, you're adding a lot of shooters around you, kind of similar to what they did in Orlando. Does it feel like it's a similar type of team being put together to what you maybe saw Stan doing down there? Yeah, you know, he. I think he's done a good job throughout the years of finding different guys that that really work for us. And I think this last pick, this uh, last addition with Tobias, was, uh, was was a great pickup. The uh, last time Stan yelled at you was when? Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> About what? <laughs> Uh, I don't even remember. I mean, he's always yelling, so I'm pretty sure he said something. He kind of, I just kind of blew it off. The worst thing that Stan ever yelled at you about? I think he yelled at me for like not having enough rebounds <laughs> earlier earlier in the year. <laughs> you know, sometimes I let I let some other guys grab rebounds too, but he was telling me he was telling me I'm not playing hard enough. If I don't have a certain amount of rebounds before like the halftime. What's he like to play for? He's fun to play for. You know, he's. He's a different kind of coach, so to speak. He uh, he's old school, but he's starting to adjust to the new style of, style of the game. You know, he's fun. He's fun to be around. You know, he's very knowledgeable. You know, talking to him every day. You know, you learn something new, and it, he really shows how much he loves the game. Do you ever get a laugh at him though on the sidelines? He's very intense out there on the sidelines. Oh man, he's he's, he's very animated, <laughs> very animated. So, so sometimes I I run by and you know I laugh and shake my head because like he's just screaming the entire game. <laughs> and the next morning we come to practice, he can barely talk. <laughs> can you hear him on the other end of the floor? I mean, do you hear him when he's yelling oh, your name? Yeah, his, his his voice is very distinct, so it travels, <laughs> and it's loud. It's loud too. It's not like. It's not like your average yell. It's like you you hear him loud and clear. These last two years, though, in playing for him, I mean, what has he done for your career? You know, he's uh, he's given me a boost of confidence. You know, really give really trusting me to be a playmaker in the post and you know run a place for me to score and get guys open. So he's definitely done that for me. So it's really really good to have that feeling. What's the most number of rebounds you think you could you could ever get in a game? 30. I think you can get 40. Think so? I think you can get there. That'd be a lot, that'd be a lot of misses, or I'd keep missing when I shoot. <laughs> Shooting percentage would be terrible after that. <laughs> you, could, you could have a 40-40 game. You know, baseball players, that's a big record. You could have a 40-40 game. That'd be interesting. <laughs> you know, one thing, Stan, is, is complimentary about you when it comes to, you know, people get on you about the free throw shooting, but Stan always says in practice, you're you're really good. You make, you know, 7 out of 10 in practice. What What is it that happens for you? Is it a mental thing in games? Is it uh, a physical thing when you get into games where it's a little bit different than what you do in practice? You know, for me, I've I've been trying to find my touch around the rim, and, you know, right now I find a shot. I mean, I have a shot that really works for me. So now it's just, you know, working out the kinks and getting the touch right, and, you know, things will start to fall for me. Do you make them consistently in practice like Stan mentioned? Yeah. And then the game's just a different sort of feeling? Yeah. I was just trying to find that same feeling in practice and bringing it to the game. Well, Andre, I know you're busy, man. I appreciate the time. Thanks for jumping on the podcast. Stay tuned. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for today's podcast. Remember, you can download new and archived episodes on SoundCloud, TuneIn, and Stitcher, and really anywhere that you can download podcasts. We'll be right back here next week.
This has been a digital media production. Find your voice. Find your voice. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.